PulseCast is written and produced by students at SUNY New Pulse. The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of SUNY New Pulse. Welcome to PulseCast, an original student-produced podcast from the campus of SUNY New Pulse. This is Season 2, covering everything from student stories to self-care and sports. We hope you enjoy listening as much as we've enjoyed creating. Subscribe for new episodes and topics every semester. Welcome to the Self-Care Cast. I'm Olivia. I'm Allison. I'm Sabrina. And we're your hosts for today. So this week we're going to be talking about the concept of self-care, its relationship with social media, and how all of that affects one's mental health. And to expand on our conversations today, we also interviewed three New Paltz students to get their perspectives on these topics as well. So going off of the generic dictionary definition that I looked up, self-care is the practice of taking action to preserve or improve one's own health or the practice of taking an active role in protecting one's own well-being and happiness, particularly in periods of stress. So I guess I want to start off with the two of you. What tasks do you guys do that make you feel good physically, mentally, and emotionally? It all depends. Like during COVID, I usually just slept or play video games. I have clocked in a lot of hours depending on what it is, but I'm more of a outgoing person like I go to concerts more than anything and it makes me feel a lot better it's like I'm one of those people that I need physical interaction I can't be over the phone always so it was like pretty nice to actually like hang out with friends and have a good time because it's been stressful like I know COVID took a toll on everybody so it was just one of those things that it's hard to cope with the stress of work, school, everything in between. Um, my self-care is I try not to stress as much, so I do things. So like watch like a movie, or play a video game, or like just read. I think that's what self-care means to me the most, is making me feel good and getting me in the right mindset to continue on with everyday life. Yeah, I think that's, that's super important. As long as whatever you are doing, I feel like it depends on your kind of your mindset like as long as you feel like you're I don't know prioritizing yourself while you're doing whatever task that makes you feel good I feel like that is what is the most important when it comes to self-care yeah I'm the type of person that needs my alone time I'm I can be social but I need to kind of like recharge and so prioritizing making out uh, carving out that time for myself to prioritize just sitting being with myself like quiet time I'll either like do yoga or meditate or sometimes journal or just you know make myself some food and sit in my bed and watch a show and just kind of like decompress and not not talk to anyone for a little bit I feel like it really makes a difference in the long run like in my life and I feel like that kind of stuff I consider to be self-care because I I feel good after and I know that I'm not thinking about anything else except for myself in that moment Yeah, definitely. I definitely feel like I have to take time to myself. After like a full day of meeting people, my social battery is so drained. So I just have to like go in my room and just be by myself. So now that we have an idea of what self-care is, let's listen to how our interviewees take part in self-care. Hi, my name is Yvonne and I'm a marketing major. I'm Phoebe. I am double majoring in digital media production and digital media management. 
My name is Jenny Huang. I am an early childhood education major with a concentration in English. I don't necessarily think I have a routine, but I do try to incorporate it to my like day-to-day -day life in a way. Like for example, like after I shower, I do skincare and I take the time to really like moisturize my body and that's a time for when I really like show myself love and like care for myself and even before nighttime, like before I go to bed, I give myself a little hand massage or something, like moisturize my cuticles, you know. I'd say I don't have like a specific routine uh, when it comes to self-care. There's like some things I do, like sometimes I will cook myself like a really good meal to make myself feel better or even like go on a walk or kind of take time to myself. The things that I do for self-care kind of just depends and it's like super situational. Uh, if I wake up, I will have like, I cleanse myself and then have like a skincare routine that I actually like to do and I'll do it consistently every day and at night I feel like it does give me some kind of like yeah I feel like I'm taking care of myself. Both Jenny and Phoebe don't really have a set self-care routine it seems like their routines are just everyday things they do and there's nothing really really fancy about that so what do you guys think what kind of tasks do you do maybe like non-traditional things? I usually I go to concerts, that's how I unwind, is uh, escape just music and good vibes around me or not. I'm locked away in my, uh, in my bedroom playing video games. I was going to say, speaking of music, I, one thing that I, uh, that I like to do, that, that is kind of part of a routine for me, even though self-care doesn't really have to be a specific routine. But anyway, one thing that I, that I tend to do is when I'm going to take a shower, I usually will set up a, a queue on my Spotify and like curate what songs I want to listen to and during that shower and a lot of times I will be belting my heart out in the shower with my music blaring out and for some reason it just feels like a release to me I'm not I'm not a singer I don't claim to be a singer but it feels uh, it just feels like some kind of like release and something I like to do for myself <laughs> So have you all heard about the that girl trend on TikTok or have you seen it or? Yeah, I've, I've seen it on TikTok when I'm like scrolling past. I heard about it. I, I'm not on that side of TikTok, unfortunately. I'm on the food side of TikTok. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've seen like, I guess, compilations on YouTube. I'm very few because that's not my my cup of tea personally, but it's very interesting to say the least. Yeah. Mm -hmm. For those of you who don't know, the quote unquote that girl trend is kind of a wellness trend that consists of short video clips compiled together of a girl's daily routine. And it usually has some pretty music in the back. It's got these rosy filters and the tasks that they do are usually waking up at like 5 a.m. or super early in the morning, making their coffee or their matcha, you know, working out in their matching their matching workout mm -hmm. sets and looking really pretty and making nutritious breakfast, things like that, journaling, doing their work at home. Uh, and uh, they pretty much go along those same lines. Uh, they're pretty much the same throughout and it's definitely kind of uh, an aesthetic and it's very pleasing to look at. But here's what our interviewees had to say about this trend. I, for the longest time, thought it was just kind of like an aesthetic that a lot of people followed. It was just like, oh, you wake up at like seven or 6 a.m., you work out and you 
do the things that you have to do and that's like that girl quote unquote but i recently actually saw a video where somebody was saying like you can't be that girl without being this one and it was like a video of her being like that girl and then her kind of like having a balance between like eating unhealthy and like going out to parties and stuff like that. Thing things that are not really necessarily following that girl trend. I really agreed with that where you really need balance between the two while it's nice to be able to take time for yourself and also like do very like great regimens that include working out and eating healthy and stuff. You should also have balance. I feel like that that girl trend kind of puts this pressure on the expectation of how your self-care routine is supposed to be um, and like by making it look like super perfect and I feel like some of the that girl trends it's like oh I wake up at 5 a.m and I do my work and I do this and that and like I'm taking care of myself but no the reality of it is that like some people don't do that and that's okay and like just because like they're doing it doesn't mean that like their life is a lot better than yours i don't know it just like puts a lot of pressure into like oh you have to take care of yourself and like you have to do these things to be happier but it's it's just a routine and i feel like people are like boxed into this like trend i guess a lot of people that are doing that where they're like they're showing people how to look inward because a lot of it is like self-awareness. And I think that's like amazing because sometimes people don't even think to think that, you know? And especially if you're on social media, it's not like you're looking for those kinds of things. But once they come up, it's like, wait, yeah, I could like, this is does apply to me because it applies to everyone, you know? I feel like having also like this kind of like culture around it and like destigmatizing like mental health and all that i feel like once you're just more aware of the situation like it just helps you move forward after listening to all our interviews answers what do you guys think social media affects the way we view self-care and how we practice it for me when i see it i get discouraged about what i do for self-care i'm not waking up at five in the morning i'm not having a healthy breakfast but then i also take a step back and realize that social media is not real life they're just curating it in a way that seems like it yeah i've definitely heard from heard from a lot of people that social media especially instagram are those are like the highlights for people those are highlights of people's lives that they post and it is not you know it's not everything so even when you see someone's account that you know where it seems like they have everything together that's only like the high points of their lives or the parts that they want you to see and it can be inspiring if you, you know, if you want to get to a point like that or you want to be like that or you want to incorporate those types of lifestyle into your routine. But it can be a little bit daunting if you have that pressure to do that. You know, if you feel the pressure from other people to be like that or you feel less than because of that. I feel like social media, especially like Instagram, when people do post pictures like that, it's more of like confirmation. Like, hey, am I doing this right? Yeah. And the praise from people in the comments and the likes, you get that kind of instant gratification when you do post something. So even if you're posting something that is part of you, getting that extra gratification, external gratification might kind of skew how you do something in the future. And tying it back to self-care, the I think one of the main one of the main things that kind of makes self-care a, a little incompatible with social media in general is that self-care isn't necessarily a pretty thing. It's not supposed to be super aesthetic. It's not supposed to be super pleasing for anybody else. It's supposed to be for the person that's practicing it. And if you're just 
you know, if you're doing these stereotypical like self-care tasks, but you aren't enjoying yourself while doing them and you're doing them because everyone else is doing them, are you doing them, you know, to impress other people or to show that you have it all together, even if you don't or you you aren't happy doing those things, then I don't know if it's I don't know if it would really be considered self-care at that point. It might just be kind of a performance on social media for the masses, for whoever else is watching. Yeah, I feel like you have to do it for yourself. That's the main thing. You just have to do self-care for yourself. So I know that uh, Jenny and Yvonne in there, when we talked to them, both of them mentioned mental health as a big aspect uh, in relation to self-care. So, so far we've talked about what self-care is and how social media affects that. Uh, But now let's talk about how all of that impacts our mental health. Social media is definitely like a big factor in mental health. It depends on like what side of the internet you are because it could get super toxic super quick especially you got the keyboard warriors like no you're doing that wrong you should be this way it's like there's no rules for mental health or self-care is how you cope only you know where you are mentally you could be like eh, okay or you could just be really bad down you're down bad mm-hmm. and people need um to just take a break and because not little do people know, um, social media is a big strain on mental health. Because it's like, wow, that person's living the life I want to live. Or, wow, their life seems so nice. Why is mine going the way it is? We get, I guess, brainwashed from other people's lives and people who need to focus on themselves. And once you feel good, that's when, I guess, everything starts to fall into place. And people just need a break. It could be a week couple weeks months and you'll you'll feel good if you just don't listen to other people or see what other people are doing everybody has their own journey to taking care of themselves and feeling good about themselves you know if you or someone you know is feeling down or or they're having some like mental health struggles it's totally okay to reach out and like ask for help too. It's not like, yes, it is kind of a personal journey, but at the same time, if you know what your needs are and you, and you need them to be met, sometimes that, sometimes those needs include, uh, reaching out and being, you know, social, reaching out to people you trust and talking with people and not just being so isolated and just on social media, looking for connection through there, but finding connections in your everyday life. Or don't hang around with people that are very self-absorbed, like all they want to do. Like they're narcissistic. They All they want to do is talk about themselves because you need someone that is going to listen to you and you listen to them. It has to be a two-way street. It can't be one-sided all the time because that just makes your mental health worse. Everyone is struggling like in their daily lives. In a perfect world, the trends in self-care would like show that like they're struggling, but they're going to get through it. And I feel like a lot of people need to know that you're not alone in that aspect. Also, relating self-care with mental health 
it's good to practice self-care and it can be a good tool to improve your mental health but it's also not going to just magically fix everything putting on a face Mm -hmm. mask and doing all these things that make you feel good it's not like an end-all be-all like yes i'm going to be happy from this point forward if i just keep doing all of these things sometimes you'll do those things and you'll probably still feel a little bit down sometimes it won't matter but i think the important thing is like recognizing that sitting with yourself being conscious and just being in tune with your body and how you feel we are we have a lot of emotions as humans Mm -hmm. so so sitting with those and letting that kind of come through and also doing things for ourselves having those self-care tools tasks things that we know make us feel better uh can kind of help us work through those emotions And don't have uh, self-destructive vices because people Mm -hmm. go to self-destruction, especially if they dissociate themselves for so long. They will definitely just keep breaking down until they've had enough. I feel like everyone's already said it. Like self-care is not the end-all be-all. It's not going to like magically cure you. That's just what self-care is. Just doing what you do to make yourself happy. Yeah. Or helping yourself out of... Uh, maybe a difficult time or helping you through a difficult a difficult time yeah to wrap things up (laughs) um some takeaways from this take some time for yourself don't be afraid to do what makes you feel good you know you're having a bad day or you're having a good day it's there there's no limit to there shouldn't be any rules against uh making yourself feel good or doing things that prioritize you a little bit in your day and make sure whatever you are doing you know if you're practicing self-care you're doing it for you you're not doing it for anyone else and if you are struggling it is okay to ask for help thank you all for listening we really appreciate it and take care of yourself This episode of Paltzcast was brought to you by SUNY New Paltz DMJ 393 podcasting class. Special thanks to Ed and Gina Carroll for their generous support. We hope you enjoyed listening as much as we've enjoyed creating. Don't forget to subscribe for new episodes every semester. 